Jazz saxophonist Erica von Kleist is known all over the New York jazz scene as a consummate player, composer, and educator. Like many young musicians, she established herself in the city by way of the jazz programs of the Manhattan School of Music and the Juilliard School. But her first taste of Big Apple Jazz came in the late 90s through Jazz at Lincoln Center's essentially Ellington competition for a high school band. This is Jazz Stories from Jazz at Lincoln Center. I'm David Gorin. I recently had the chance to talk with Erica about her experience in essentially Ellington and how she got started playing jazz. I play saxophone and flute and piccolo. And uh, I started playing piano when I was four or five years old. When I was about nine years old, I was sort of rifling through our cupboards at home and I found my mom's old flute that she used to play when she was a kid. And I just started messing around with it and I kind of figured out a couple little songs by myself. I was able to get a sound out, which is kind of miraculous for a kid. Flute tends to be very difficult for young kids to get a sound out. And then I just grew to love playing flute. And then when I hit middle school, I wanted to be in the jazz band at the middle school, but I noticed that the flute players, you couldn't hear anything they were playing (laughs) because they were just playing flute and they were surrounded by all these really loud instruments. And I thought, well, if I'm going to go to all the trouble to be in a jazz band, it might as well be heard. So I switched to saxophone and, um, started learning basic jazz stuff, uh, learning out of the Omni book, learning a couple basic tunes, and um, got into the jazz band and just sort of went from there. I'm from West Hartford, Connecticut. And West Hartford, Connecticut is known for its arts programs in its public high schools. I'm from Hall High School. The music program there is outstanding. Jazz bands have decades of a legacy that they've built up, just doing competitions, and every year they do several concerts, one of which is Pops and Jazz, where they have two jazz bands play with jazz dancers and jazz singers and usually a guest artist. It's one of the biggest shows in town. So, you know, they definitely kept us busy and very, very challenged while I was at school there. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to uh, begin our set with Harlem Airshaft. And then you went on to the high school jazz band? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that how you came to essentially Ellington? Yeah, we auditioned for the competition and got into the finals, and I was actually in the finals for four years in a row, uh, 97 through 2000. I really kind of grew a lot through the essentially Ellington program, just learning Duke's music first of all and learning how to emulate Johnny Hodges and and just really getting that music, really learning how to internalize it because, I mean, (laughs) it's a huge competition and you really, really got to get into the music in order to fully begin to understand it and play it well. So it was a really great challenge, especially at that age, age like 14 through 18, to be immersed in that music was a really, really big part of my early career. Were you listening to jazz, like, casually? What kind of music were you listening to during that time? Well, I was listening to jazz almost exclusively. I always had it playing in the car and at home, and my mom was really hooked on jazz, so we always had it in the car. (laughs) And so that's kind of how I learned a lot of uh, repertoire was just 
you know, driving around town, listening to music, and always having new music to check out, whether it was essentially Ellington charts or the other charts we were doing in jazz band, and then stuff from private lessons and then other things I was checking out. So I was constantly immersed in the music. It certainly sounds like EE was influential. Did it plant the seed in you that you wanted to come to New York and be a, a jazz musician? I mean, how, how much influence did it have on you? It really made me feel like I could be part of something bigger musically. Meeting all of these other young people from around the country, doing the same thing, loving it just as much as I did, it really opened up my eyes to this whole other world, this sort of musical community that I could be part of as long as I kept working hard and practicing and loving the music. It was just very encouraging to see that when I was at the competition all those years. Are there any signature moments from the competition? Man, there are so many of them. I remember working with Joe Temperley. He came to our high school up in West Hartford, actually. And he came, and he was just such a positive influence. I mean, he has so much information, and he, he knows this music so well. And I remember him being so encouraging, but very honest with us. He said, oh, you, you got to play it this way. you got to, you know, warm up that sound a little bit. And um, I just remember just sort of, uh, you know, forming this sort of bond with Joe, like at that very young age when I first met him, because he actually ended up uh, becoming my private teacher when I was at the Juilliard program. And since then, I've worked with him in the JLCO on several occasions. And, you know, it's just forming those relationships really, really early on was really crucial to my career. How many people have come into the New York scene through essentially Ellington? It's like everybody, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or at least like a large percentage of the the people I work with have had something to do with EE. Tatum Greenblatt, Kurt Basher, Obed Calvert, Carlos Enriquez, just the list goes on. How did you wind up in New York and being part of the scene? Initially, when I wanted to come to college, I wanted to go to a liberal arts school. I wanted to study music, but I also wanted to have access to other types of classes like physics and calculus, and I wanted to do um, visual art as well. I was really, really into that. And I actually got into NYU, but at the last minute, there was I was supposed to get a scholarship to NYU, but it turns out that like the paperwork got crossed or something. And I thought I, I was all set to go at NYU, and it was about end of April, beginning of May of my senior year in high school, and I found out that it wasn't going to happen. And if at that time, at your senior year in high school, you're, you either go or going to college or you're not if you don't have any other things planned. So I was pretty stressed out about that, and I was at EE my senior year. And um, I ran into Justin DiCiocchio from the Manhattan School of Music, who was also one of our band mentors. And um, I was kind of upset. And he said, what's the matter? And I told him what was going on. And he said, mm, let me uh, see what I can do. And he said, OK, come back to New York in a week. And we're going to see if we can get you into Manhattan School of Music. And I remember we came back and had a meeting with the dean of the school, and he managed to pull some strings and got me into Manhattan School of Music at the last minute. And 
you know, I owe that man a lot because he really, really hooked it up and totally came through for me. Because had I not been able to do that, I don't know what my life would look like right now. No idea. It's one of those choose your own adventure type books. Like you just, you choose this path or it's a path opens for you and it's, you know, that's where you're going to go. That's how I logistically was able to get to New York. You know, the ways of getting into jazz have changed so much over the years where education is a, a part of it. Well, it used to be having a grounding in classical education was often fairly common, but now that there's a, a pedagogy related directly to jazz, and that was one of your draws, you wanted to be in the middle school band, and, I, and it's so interesting that essentially Ellington has created this culture of middle school bands and high school bands, you know, that have been around for decades. So that's now, you know, going through to music school seems to be the way into the scene. It's all about networking. It's all about who you know. Um, not all about that, you know. Obviously, you got to be able to play, but that's sort of the best way to get your feet wet, at least when you're 18, you know, you're just sort of starting out. If you just came to New York just to come to New York, um, you're not going to form those tight relationships within the community with those other young people that you would if you were at school. So it is crucial to get into a school. I mean, I know so, so many people who go to uh, Indiana or Miami or um, the different schools in California or in Boston um, and sort of start their careers there, but almost all of them end up moving to New York at some point because this is sort of where the crux of the scene is. Getting into a university and going to school is definitely the first step to becoming a part of the community. I've been talking with the saxophonist Erica von Kleist. For more information, check out her website, ericavonkleist.com. You can find all of our jazz stories at jalc.org and on iTunes. For Jazz Stories, I'm David Gorin. Jazz Stories is produced at Murray Street by myself with Alexa Lim and Stephen Rath. Support comes from Jazz at Lincoln Center. Consider becoming a member and experiencing America's great jazz art at Rose Hall, our house of swing. You'll find schedules and more at jalc.org.